We've all heard the phrase, done is better than perfect, but is it really? In the digital age, there is a lot of content out there, and we're going to talk about how you can stand out from the crowd with work that truly matters. We're going to talk about this and a whole bunch more on The Rightly Show. It's the program that helps you start and grow a brand-centric online business through the fusion of form and function. This is The Rightly Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas McGee and this is The Rightly Show. Okay, so one thing I wanted to tell you about at the top of the show is something I've alluded to in previous episodes, but I just wanted to bring up here again on The Rightly Show, which is that if you ever have a question that you'd like covered here in a full-length episode, I'm always more than happy to answer those questions here for you. So what I've got set up over at the Rightly Designed website, you can just go to rightly.show, and there's a tab on the right-hand side that says Ask a Question. You can actually click that link. You can click that tab. It'll pop up a little window, a little modal window, where you can actually record a question for the show. And like I said, if it's a good fit, it would be, I'd be more than happy to answer any and all questions that you have here. So they can relate to anything that's design or development related. It can be marketing or branding, or even if there's a particular piece of software that you're looking for to solve a particular problem, even if I don't know the answer, I'm always happy to go and find it because as always, I'm trying to learn myself. So it just kind of makes the show more interesting and more valuable for everyone. So like I said, just head on over to rightly.show and we've got that link or that tab over there on the right-hand side of the page. The other thing I did want to mention as well on that same page is that we have a, a new ebook that's available for free as well. It's called Quick Tips for Brand Building. So these are some lessons that I've learned over the last several years of building my own brands on the web and working with a number of my own clients and helping them build their brands as well. There's a lot of misnomers when it comes to what a brand is and why it is so important. We've got some who tend to think that a brand is merely a logo or a color scheme. As it turns out, it's it goes far beyond the visual identity of the products or services that you create. It goes far beyond that into the very heart and core as to the reasoning of why you do what you do. Uh, the foundation of the work that you create on the web or whatever medium you work in. And so we cover a lot of these things in this ebook. It's just a nice little primer for anybody who is wanting to build a brand or who is currently building one on the web but wants to kind of learn how to take it to the next level and improve it and get some more brand awareness around around the things that you are creating. So again, you can find both of those resources over at rightly.show. Again, that is rightly.show. Become a Rightly subscriber and never miss a thing. Go to rightly.show slash subscribe to get the latest tools, resources, videos, and more. Best of all, it's free. rightly.show slash subscribe. Okay, so let's consider a scenario here for a moment. Let's consider that Apple is coming out with their latest iPhone. But this iPhone, for whatever reason, is massively different. It's got a ton of new features that completely, once again, revolutionizes the whole concept of using a smartphone. And there's a ton of anticipation for it. There's people, as always, waiting in line for days before the doors open at the Apple retail store to get this. There's tons of pre-order. Everybody on the internet is buzzing about this new iPhone. It supposedly, once again, revolutionizes 
everything about the smartphone experience, similar to when the smartphone or when the iPhone first came out. Okay, so you, as along with so many other people, decide, yeah, this looks pretty big. I, I'm not usually the type of person who jumps on board and pre-orders or, you know, goes along with the crowd or whatever else. But you know what? This time I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy this iPhone. I'm going to buy this new iPhone. Yeah, I'm an Android user or I haven't upgraded my iPhone forever, whatever your scenario would be. Don't care. I'm going to go ahead and order this iPhone because it looks amazing. And it's just going to make my work easier. It's going to make my life easier. It's just an amazing product. I'm going to go ahead and pre-order and buy this. So you wait. And then the big launch day comes. Everything, you know, all the buzz leading up to it. It's a it's a big deal. They've been running ads left and right. Everybody on the internet's been buzzing about it. And you finally receive your package where you go into the, uh, to the Apple store and you pick up your reserved phone and you get it all set up and you bring it home. But then let's say you open the box and it's beautiful as you imagined it would be. It looks exactly how you imagined it would be, but you turn it on and the screen doesn't work. You can see everything, but you can't tap or scroll or move or anything like that. And you, you know, you, you can't do anything with the phone. You can't make a call. You can't move left and right. It just, it's not fully operational. So you try some troubleshooting techniques, you work your way through it, and eventually you kind of get it to work to where you can get a couple of apps working, but still half the phone and the apps and everything that you need to make this for this to be useful for you is not working. And so you see that a lot of other people on the web or you know on the news are complaining about the new iPhone, and it's just this huge controversy. Once again, this is a completely false scenario. This isn't actually something that's happening. This is just a story. <laughs> but let's say that this happened. Let's say that there's a huge, you know, massive media blitz about the fact that the new iPhone has all of these problems. And so Tim Cook or whoever, whatever Apple CEO gets up and does a press conference and addresses the issue. And his answer is this. Yeah, guys, I know there's a lot of problems. I know you're having a lot of issues with the phone that you're currently with our latest release. But all I have to say is that done is better than perfect. Look, I know that the phone doesn't work properly. I know that there's some issues. We're working through it. But guys, done is better than perfect. How many of us would consider that answer from Tim Cook or whoever in Apple or whether it was from Reebok or whatever brand you like, you know, and you trust? Imagine if you were given something, you purchased something, you took your time and effort and energy to go in and invest in that product and it wasn't up to the level that you were expecting and the answer was done is better than perfect. I think pretty much all of us would be rightly upset about that answer and the reason is because we trusted them to deliver upon the promise that they gave to us when they started uh, promoting the product or the service or whatever it is. But what I've found fascinating is that this term done is better than perfect has become pretty much a staple among people on the online realm. So to be clear, I understand that where this phrase typically comes from is from a, you know, a perspective of I not wanting to be a perfectionist. And this term in and of itself has some difficulty. But let's just start with the whole phrase done is better than perfect. This comes from the whole idea that there reaches a, a certain point in time when you're working on something and you're kind of nitpicking it and it reaches a point where any changes or tweaks or adjustments that you're trying to make to the thing you're trying to ship 
is really just a delay tactic. You don't really want to ship it because you're afraid of what people will say or you don't, you know, you don't know what the feedback is that you're going to get. And that I 100% understand. At that point in time, you just have to pull the trigger. You just have to get it done. You just have to get it out there. But the way I typically see this being used on the web, especially in the realm of like the internet marketing sphere or people, anybody who's marketing or selling online, what I see this as typically is just an excuse to do me- to do mediocre work, meaning that just get it out there. Just grab your smartphone, start t- recording, start talking, and just get it out there. Uh, don't even plan out what you're going to say. Don't even think it through. Don't even worry about the fact that it's in portrait view and you're f- uploading this to YouTube. Don't even worry about the fact that it's not easy to watch. Don't even worry about the fact that you don't actually create, make a coherent point throughout the course of your video. Don't worry about any of those things because done is better than perfect. So the biggest issue I've always had is that this mentality, this mindset, sets you up to create mediocre work. And if there is one thing we are not in short supply short supply of in the internet realm is mediocre work. So that's why I always like to come back and consider the same phrase, done is better than perfect, on any big brand you know of. If you went in and you were going to buy a suit, if you were going to go buy uh, a pair of shoes, we would never accept that as an answer for why something was below the level of quality it should be. Now, there is another aspect to this, and a lot of this has to do with us just getting started with building our brands on the web, and that is there's a learning curve. I know when I started, when I first started doing YouTube videos, I knew from the onset that the first video I created was not going to be very good. However, that said, I wanted to make sure that I at least took the effort and the time and, you know, even invest in some gear to make it the best it could possibly be. So again, when I'm saying that the whole, that I don't necessarily agree with the whole concept of done is better than perfect, what I am not saying is that what you create will be perfect because it won't. What I like to do, what I like to, the phrase I prefer to lean upon as I'm doing my work is rather to aim for perfection. Rather, I know that I'm not going to be perfect in what I am creating, but I want to aim for it. And what I mean by that, and I know people like to say that, you know, perfection is relative, that how do you define perfection? Well, fine, but the answer would be that you want to aim for it to be the best it can possibly be. So if you're creating an ebook that you're giving away for free or a video course that you're giving away for free, or if you're writing a blog post that you're giving away for free, The idea is to adapt the mindset that I want to make this the best it can possibly be within the tools and the abilities that I have available to me. I'm not going to just ship this just to get this into the world, just to make another mediocre piece of content. No, I'm going to make this the best it can possibly be. If that means that it needs to be 3,000 words, it's going to be 3,000 words. If it means this video needs to be 15 minutes, it's going to be 15 minutes. But it's going to be the best 15 minutes of content I can create for my viewers. And I think a part of the reason why this approach and why this mindset, this mentality to creating work, the reason why this isn't popular is because it's not easy. It does take work. It does take time and it does take effort. But if you if you take a look at what other people are creating on the web, one thing you'll notice is that 
those who are successful, those who are building brands on the web that you know and you see and you recognize, they are doing this. Whether or not they're actively saying it, whether or not they're saying that, you know, this is the, you know, we're putting forth all the time and the effort and energy behind the scenes to create this, that's what they are doing. All the the people out there who are doing the quick videos that don't necessarily, you know, make a real valid point or aren't necessarily very well produced or there's not really time or effort put into them. Those are the ones you typically never hear of. There are rare exceptions to that case. But this is just the whole reason I wanted to bring this up is for you as you're creating something. Make it the absolute best it can be because what I because part of the the mindset I've seen as well with this the whole phrase done is better than perfect is that yeah it's I'm creating a blog post or I'm creating a video or I'm creating a podcast or I'm creating this other thing over here and I'm giving it away for free. So uh, the way a lot of people approach that is I'm giving it away for free. Therefore, I will not make it as good as that thing I'm going to sell. And so what I typically like to do or my my personal approach, the approach to a number of my clients is to make that thing that you are giving away for free the best it can possibly be so good that you could sell it, but you don't. And then that thing that you do sell, make that well worth more, more worth well more than whatever you charge for it. If you aim there and you persist in that, that is how you're going to succeed in building a brand that people trust uh, over time. Because if you've seen any of the, the videos I've done or any of the previous podcast episodes, I've talked, I've talked about the fact that a brand isn't merely good because of its name. A name and its brand is good because of the things that are created on its behalf. So a lot of the reason I wanted to bring this up, like I said, is once again, just to encourage you as you are building your brand on the web. What is it that you can, what is it that you're creating? What is it that you are wanting to provide to the world? What is it that you are wanting to say? What is the message that you are trying to capture uh, that you want to spread to the various people who you're trying to reach? Once you have that nailed down, once you know who you're trying to reach, what problem you're trying to solve with them, you can then ask the question, how can I create content? How can I create something that is going to make a real and actual and tangible change in their life uh, today? One of the things that you can do, a real practical step or kind of a measuring stick when it comes to creating content or things that revolve around your brand in terms of helping your target customer is put yourself in their shoes. Think to yourself, as you watch the video that you create or as you write the blog post, is this something that I would want to consume? Try real hard to consider that. And I've I've done the same thing and even some of the videos that I've created or some of the episodes I've created in the past, I've had to either redo or completely ditch them because they just don't reach a level of quality that I think that mice that in my were I in somebody else's shoes, I don't think this would be valuable. So it's a big deal. It's, it makes a big difference to do the same thing in the content that we're creating. Adapt a mindset that is, I'm going to aim for this to be the best it possibly can, rather than just merely done is better than perfect. Because I make the argument that perfect is better than done. We want something that's worth our time. Because 
while somebody like if you create a blog post or you, you create a, you know a podcast interview or you create a video or something like that while they are not paying for it monetarily the people who are consuming that content are paying for it with their time and especially it depends on who your customer base is you may actually reach out to consumers maybe you reach out to businesses but regardless whoever that person is they are giving you their attention they're giving you their time and so what we want to do as brand builders as content creators is to make sure that every single moment of their time that they give to us we want to make it worth their while and the more that you do that the more they're going to continue to come back and give you their attention with the things that you create moving forward Okay, so that was pretty much it today. I just wanted to give you my reasonings for why I'm not a huge fan of the phrase done is better than perfect. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you have uh, a different reason for why that phrase makes sense or maybe it's worked for you. Or maybe there's, like I said, there's something that I'm missing. As always, I'm always happy to hear your feedback. So feel free to go over to rightly.show, ask me a question or just leave a comment on this uh, this episode, which is rightly.show slash 65. And like I said, I'm always happy to hear from you. So as always, if you're finding the Rightly Show useful, feel free to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We always do appreciate that. And until next time, go out there and create a brand that is truly rightly designed. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program. If you found it useful, please take a quick moment to leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or the medium of your choosing.